Hello, and welcome to episode number 27 of the Terminal Talk Model Railroad Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Conboy, and this episode, I'm going to give an update on the Owensville Terminal Railroad, so stay tuned. January of 2018 is in the books, and I'm happy to report that work is progressing on the Owensville Terminal Railroad. Uh, I went ahead and got section one of my layout wired. I still need to do section two. And with the layout, I'm building actually, um, it's a sectional layout or modular. It's not a modular system where it can be uh, uh, rearranged and reconfigured, but uh, it is sectional. And the way I'm doing it is setting up the wiring per section. It makes it easier if I ever have to disconnect it or move it. And so with that being the case, uh, I want to make sure I have everything wired correctly and it's easier to isolate any problems that might occur in the future. So section one, I've used um, uh, two wires for a bus. And uh, on that bus, I used uh, some drop feeders down from the track that I soldered to the track and then connected that all up, as I mentioned in the last episode, with the uh, suitcase connectors, the, the tap splice uh, joiners, and all of that's connected up. And then I've got a couple terminal strips that I have, and that way I can use some jumper wires onto section two. And that's what I need to do next. I need to put the um, drop feeders down from the track, uh, connect them up to the bus, install the bus, well, install the bus first, then connect the drop feeders down after I solder them up to the rails and hook everything up there. Uh, I did operate a little bit with it, uh, just with the section one wired, and I did solder several of the rail joiners. And I have a good connection, even on the section two, which isn't wired at all. Everything's running real well, but I don't want to rely just solely on the rail joiners uh, carrying the current over to that section. So I will definitely be wiring up section two uh, so that I have uh, good connections all around. But so far, so good. Everything's uh, working real well. I went ahead after I had uh, wired up everything. I made sure on section one that uh, I had to scrape some of the rails with the uh, camouflage paint. And of course, I have these nice little patches of uh, bare rail now. Uh, but I went ahead and I didn't want to take it all apart, take it back outside and spray it with the camouflage paint. I don't have a way of venting the uh, spray can, rattle can type paint here in the bedroom. Don't want to use any here for the fumes. So I went ahead and used one of the uh, Floquil uh, paint pens that I have for the rail and it covered up the uh, rail work real nice where I had to put the uh, solder for the drop feeders and where I soldered some of the rail joiners. So it's looking a lot better. Of course, when I go into ballasting the track and then I start uh, adding additional weathering to the rails, when I start putting the uh, weathering powder on it, uh, you won't hardly even notice uh, where that wiring was. So, so far, so good on the wiring. And now I got to, in February of 2018, I need to work up and get section two wired as i said before i just i just hate wiring it's just something i just don't like doing but i'm going to try to do it this month i want to get it all in place and that way i can start operating and that's the whole purpose behind this layout is i am building it for operations and i want to talk a little bit about operations in my next segment i've been working on how i'm going to operate the layout i've been working on this actually for several months let me give you an overview kind of my philosophy of how i'm doing things here and then then some of the things i'm going to be utilizing in some of the industries i have uh, the first thing is is that i'm not trying to do this just like the prototype i'm going to be doing some things here that i'm sure that uh, the purist would look at and say oh that's not how a railroad would do that that's fine i'm not looking for that all i'm looking for is i want to give the flavor I want to just give a little more complexity to it, but not making it seem like, wow, I'm actually working for the railroad. And that's not going to appeal to everybody, but this is mine, and it appeals to me. 
and I want to keep it simple. So I'm going more from a simple uh, type of basic uh, operating system. I'm also going to be using four cycle waybills as well as switch lists just to keep things a little easier. The four cycle waybills will actually be utilized more for this creation of the switch list. This isn't big enough to use a dispatcher. Uh, I could theoretically have a uh, station agent, uh, a conductor, and a uh, engineer. So I could have three people operate this layout, but one of them is going to be strictly doing paperwork. And that's something I don't mind doing. It's something I would actually enjoy doing. I know when you go to operate a model railroad, it's probably not the thing that most people want to do. They want to, they want to run trains. They, they want to get out there and do those things. But I kind of like the uh, paperwork aspect of it. It, it gives it uh, more of a puzzle feel to it. But I also want to try to, to get some realism with it. So the way I'm going to work this system is, and pretty much I'm doing all these jobs. So when I put on my station agent hat, I'm using a sheet I created, and I don't really know how to describe this. It's really just a worksheet I've created that has all of the industries that I have here located at this yard, as well as the spots, all the spots that I have available. And that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit here. And this is a really a, a way for me to be able to see what's coming in, what's going out, what what cars are there, what cars need to be moved out. Uh, what cars need to be interchanged, and uh, I'll get this all worked out, and this will allow me to be able to fill out the switch list, and this is what I'll do prior to operations. Then when with the switch list, then when the operations start, I'll use a, what's called a sequence operation. Uh, there will actually be uh, two separate trains that will run on this layout. The first train is going to come out of staging, and it's representing a transfer from the um, classification yard for the Owensville Terminal. In my mind, the original layout, uh, the original railroad, and again, this is fictitious. This used to be uh, the yard. Uh, I used to call it the Fourth Street Yard. And over time, with congestion and all and traffic levels, it was decided that new classification yard needed to be built. So I imagine that to the southeast of town, they had rerouted the main line and they had built this new classification yard. And when they did this, there were still enough industries here that they couldn't abandon the track. They had to leave this in. So they operate this old yard, the old 4th Street yard, as an industrial lead. Now with that, uh, the transfer is going to come over from the new classification yard over here to the industrial lead. And it's going to bring in cars uh, that are going to be uh, dropped off uh, at the uh, interchange track for the, the local here that's going to switch out the industries. It's going to also leave some cars for the Rock Island on their interchange track. Now, the cars that are left by the Rock Island or for the Rock Island, uh, those will be done uh, before and after the session. Uh, they'll either be set up on the interchange track for the Rock Island before to represent cars coming in, or they'll be left there after the session to represent cars that the Rock Island will pick up later. I can't model, I don't have the room to model the interchange track uh, fully so that the Rock Island can come in and pick up the cars and exit them out. That would be something nice if I had a little extra room, and I might be able to do something with that in the future, but that's that's a long way down the road. That'll just be simulated with leaving cars on the interchange track for the Rock Island. The second train then would take their switch list and uh, switch out all of the industries in the old 4th Street Yard, which is this you know big industrial lead that I have here. That's pretty much the operation. Uh, taking the staging train one that comes in and brings the transfer, transfers of cars, takes cars off, and then the local, which does all the switching. When I did a test run of this uh, a couple months ago, right before I moved, took about 30 minutes to do all that by myself. I was again trying to run, you know, prototypical, as close as possible to prototypical speeds and not trying to rush the job at all. Amazingly, with this small of a layout, it still took 30 minutes to do that. 
So it was a lot of fun. Now, how did I get my switch list? Well, that's what I want to talk about next. And uh, I have created a uh, sheet uh, that allows me to, allows a station agent before the session begins to create the worksheets. And I'll talk about that here in just a second. I have set up a grid sheet. Uh, this is a worksheet that's going to help me when I'm setting up uh, the switch list uh, prior to operating. And each one of these sheets is uh, just a basic grid that I have set up with uh, the track, with the industries, as well as all the car spots. I'll take the waybills. The crews are not going to be handling the waybills themselves. They'll just be using the switch list. All the information I need for cars coming on and going off the layout are on those waybills. I'll plug all the numbers into this grid. For instance, uh, on this layout, the first part of the grid shows uh, what cars are already on the layout. Uh, this way, at a glance, I can see on this paper what cars where, what spot they're at. Then I can pull their car card with their waybill, uh, flip the waybill to the next cycle. Then I can plug whatever that instruction is into the uh, switch list worksheet. And that way, I can set up the switch list that shows where the car is going to go for the crew. This way, the crews don't have to handle the waybills themselves. All they got to do is follow the instructions on the switch list, and that tells them which cars they need to pull, which cars they need to uh, take uh, and uh, set out uh, wherever they need to set them out. It's really hard to describe this uh, through audio, but if you were looking at this visually, you could see it's it's pretty basic, pretty straightforward. But I like this because this adds, for me, another element of the operating session. It's it's simulating the office work where I can go in and uh, prior to this, you know, imagining before the start of the day, getting all this stuff set up for the crews, getting the switch list printed out. And that way the crews, when they come in in the morning, getting ready to uh, head out and do their work, uh, they've got their information as they board their locomotives and take their trains out uh, to do their work. So, again, this is very abstract. I'm probably not following prototype practices, but it gives it the feel. And that's what I'm looking for is something just more than watching a train go around a loop or just saying, you know, can I move this car here and set it here? Just adds a little more complexity to it, a little more interest to it. Uh, I did not set this layout up as a puzzle type like uh, the John Allen Time Saver. I didn't set anything up like that. That's not what the purpose of this is. I wanted to have a purpose. I wanted it to feel like these industries are requesting these supplies. They're requesting these cars to bring in the supplies or to ship out finished product. And the railroad's purpose is to get these cars to them in a timely manner to get them out so they can make the products so they can make the money, so the railroad can make the money. And that's the whole purpose behind what I was doing here. I will be posting a track schematic here uh, probably in the next week or so on my blog page for the Owensville Terminal, and that'll show you all the car spots and the industry locations on the Owensville Terminal Railroad. And you'll be able to find that at owensvilleterminal.blogspot.com. I'll also post a link over on the terminaltalk1.blogspot.com page as well in the show notes for episode number 27. Time for a podcast update. I'm going to try to get back to posting on a regular basis, so I'm going to try to commit to posting an episode on the first of the month. So you should be getting this. If you're downloading it today, this should be February 1st, 2018. I know not everyone checks their feeds uh, every day, but uh, I'm going to try to get back in the habit. So when March 1st rolls around, be looking for another episode of the podcast. I'm, I'm hoping to do that. 
If there isn't, March 1st rolls around and there isn't an episode, it means I didn't do any work on the layout over the month of February. So that's kind of the way I'm going to do it. If I don't, if I don't post a show, it means I didn't work on anything. But if I do work on the layout over the month, I do hope to post a new episode and post it by the first of the month. So be looking for that. And if I get kind of slack on that, be sure to send me an email and let me know, Hey, Tom, you need to record an episode and I'll be sure to get one out. Thanks for all your input. Thanks for your support. Thanks for the downloads. I've got right now, if I'm reading the stats correctly, about 115 regular subscribers. That number fluctuates day to day, but from analyzing over the last month or so, it looks like there's about 115 of you that are regularly downloading uh, this episode. And I really do appreciate that. I was surprised even 10 people would do that. So I'm very thankful that there are that many people. I know that's a drop in a bucket compared to some of the other podcasts, but hey, I'm happy. There's at least some people that are benefiting from uh, listening to it, enjoy listening to it. And uh, that's certainly motivating to keep making more. So I'm going to try to commit to you and discipline myself to getting out monthly episodes. So uh, keep on me if I don't. Well, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time on episode number 28 on March 1st, 2018. Thanks for listening.